this is one of those kicking the dead horse moments where it's like, stop, yeah. stop, they're dead. It's dead. So today I'm going to continue my discussion with Corey Poff concerning Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, general interest in what DC and Warner Brothers is doing. But before I get to that, I'd like to do a beer review. Um, this beer comes from Strangeland Brewery. They brew just west of Austin, Texas in Westlake. Um, so if you visit Austin, you've got to get out there. If you can't visit Austin, but you're able to meet me along the way somewhere, ask for me to bring you some of their beer. I'm not sure how wide their distribution is at this point. I'm going to completely and utterly butcher the pronunciation of their beer. I believe it's Ebulon or Ebulon. It's a strong ale, kind of like a barley wine brewed with fruit. And the fruit that Strangeland has decided to roll with in this instance is elderberry. Um, so it's a strong ale brewed with elderberry. It comes in at 8.9 ABV, 53 IBU. Um, the scent on the front end of the beer is a lot of citrus. Um, mostly kind of like a deep, uh, flavorful berry citrus. So this isn't lime. This isn't kind of your lemon orange type feel, but more like a wine, um, something you're going to get from cherries, blackberries. I don't know what elderberries taste like or smell like, so I can't say it tastes or smells like that. Um, but the scent is something reminiscent of a, a, more medium of the road, not highly citrus, but definitely some citrus elements to it in the berry field. Um, the middle of the beer, I'm going to take a drink to remind myself. So the middle of the beer is sweeter than the front end. Front end's got this citrus element. The middle has this malty sweetness. And then the citrus lasts through the middle of the beer and then the bitterness comes in. So 53 IBU, pretty low, doesn't really qualify on the bitterness scale, but it's a perfect balance with the citrus up front and the bitterness in the back that the the uh, aftertaste that, that resides in your mouth is definitely a citrus bitterness. And uh, I imagine that for some people that's not going to be enjoyable. I'm loving this beer. This is a, a wonderful limited on the top of the bottle. So I'm a, a huge collector of strange lamp bottles. Um, it says limited vernal release. So I'm guessing that this is intentionally for early in the year. Fall is gone. Winter is kind of in and we're waiting for spring. And this is a delightful pour yourself a glass. Enjoy the strongness of the ale, the high ABV, um, the maltiness, sweetness in the middle, but there's also this hint that um, things are changing from the and the citrus up front indicates that. While scenes from the past rise before me, just watching the bubbles in my beer, and I'm seeing the road that I've traveled. A road paved with heartaches and tears And I'm seeing the past that I've wasted While watching 
the bubbles in my beer A vision of someone who loved me Brings a long silent tear to my eyes when we compare this to Marvel, which we you have to. I mean, right. you're either doing it consciously or you're doing it sub, subconsciously. But we're going to try and do this consciously. And you look at the last Avengers movie, which focused on Ultron, which is a humongous character and villain in the Avengers world. And... and you know he's got he's had multiple iterations and a lot of people were complaining Ultron getting a whole movie he never felt very dangerous um like he wasn't he wasn't a very convincing villain and this has been one of the complaints against all marvel villains um he wasn't convincing but he got a whole freaking movie like he, yes. he he's He's invested time from the beginning. He gets dialogue. He's funny. He's got emotions. Yeah, his plot is his idea of how to make them pay is rather stupid, but he has an idea and it's actually kind of worked out and he's a little mischievous and he's got, you know, minions and all this, that and the other. And uh, and he battles like he, he has got a great scene. With Iron Man, he's got a great scene with Captain America. He's got a great scene with Vision and Thor at the end. And, and there's this actual engagement of battle. And, and in many cases, it's all CGI, but it's a legitimate battle. And when you, when you compare the intricacies, say, specifically of that Captain America battle with Ultron on the truck and bouncing off cars and flying around and all that stuff... Uh, Doomsday and Superman just kind of felt like sumo wrestlers. Like the difference between watching real martial artists and watching sumo wrestlers. And it just was not, it wasn't captivating. It was the worst fight scene of the movie. That's that's a pretty great description. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think, you know, you can only, you started, you saw that problem in, in uh, Man of Steel 2 with the battles between Zod and Superman because I think his favorite Snyder's favorite shot was one of them standing still and then out of nowhere the other one would come and just shove them through a wall shove them through a wall yeah or through an entire skyscraper and and that's kind of what they were doing in the battle with Doomsday except Doomsday didn't move around as easy but the principle's still the same and and you have you can only do that so much before it gets boring it's it's legitimately boring because oh he he hit him and he hit him and ouch oh no he hit him in a different direction my gosh how will this end i don't think it would have been quite as bad if that hadn't have just been done in the batman superman battle like the batman superman battle is the exact same way right and that is one of those things that I also um, was not, I was not happy with. I did. I thought that was a very um, poor battle scene as well. I, I didn't think it was so horrible because at least you got to see Batman being smart, mm-hmm. which he was. But I mean, 
you had just gotten tired of, hey, look, let's push each other through walls. And then <laughs> Doomsday shows up, and it's like, oh, bigger walls. Right. The 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 fight between Batman and Superman was not not as inventive as I was hoping it was going to be. Um, I'm I'm more forgiving of it simply because I was so happy to see that powered armor suit. I was I I was grinning like a twelve year old kid through that whole sequence just because of his powered armor suit. And I, I don't know if you've um, if you're familiar with Frank Miller's the Dark Knight Returns, um, but that's where I became familiar with that, and I've been waiting for a uh, a live action, super kick ass rendition of it to finally hit the screen. And so, yeah, they they hit each other through walls and and weren't particularly inventive about what they were doing. But when he when he hit Superman that first time. With the suit, I, I was probably giggling like a small girl. I thought they did a great job with all of Batman's suits. I thought that was one of the extremely high aesthetic points um, that they they knew what they were doing when they made that Batman. That was a very raw, dangerous Batman. And yes. the suits reflected that. And so, you know, you, we saw the movie at the Alamo Draft House, and so for the, the twenty minutes leading up to the movie, they were showing all kinds of old, cartoon footage and old movie footage and all of these things gearing us up for the Batman movie. Oh, you're well, making me jealous. And our, our theater just had crappy music videos. <laughs> yeah, we we've got we're very spoiled. Um, I would say that. TJ would be jealous, but TJ doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, we saw that suit over and over and over again in these comic cartoonish depictions. And I've seen, I've seen Frank Miller's depiction as well. But then you, you see it in, in the way they did it. And you saw somebody who was not messing around. Like this Batman was, exactly. very, it was very serious about what he was doing. And I got to give him credit for that. I can't give him credit for necessarily why. I thought that was just a little forced. Um, had they spent more time to slow boil that thing, I think it would have been phenomenal. I thought Ben Affleck was amazing. I, I And I can't even believe I'm saying that. I mean, I really did think he was great. So uh, I hear you on that one. I, I was one of the... When they initially announced, uh, hey, we just cast Ben Affleck as... I pissed my pants. I straight up... I, I, I straight up pissed my pants laughing because I thought it was going to be awful. Well, I mean, the the whole the Batfleck joke that was going around, I I love that. I could not envision a world in which he would be a good Batman, and yet, you know, like you, I'm I'm forced to admit, but I will, uh, you know, reluctantly as I must say it, he was he was fantastic. He really was as both. Bruce Wayne and as Batman. Yeah, he made a great, he made a really great older Batman. And I think that's one of the things that is perhaps misunderstood about the movie. He's not young Batman. He's an older Batman. And he's a a war-torn Batman. 
you know, there, there's these, there's these hints, um, throughout the movie of he's already gone through two face, you know, he's lost Harvey, um, to evil. Um, he lost Robin is kind of the indication that, that the Joker has taken Robin from him, which would be consistent with, with some of the comic book, um, chronology. And so he's not, he's not a happy-go-lucky man, and he really is pushed to his limits. And you're seeing him at the end of his limits. And and part of me wonders if they could have even done justice to this kind of Batman without a Christopher Nolan type um, trilogy. Like, there's just so much stuff to cover to make a man look like this. Yeah. Um, and we're just supposed to accept it. And and I'm okay accepting it. I, I really, I'm just kind of saying, look, they did it so well, I'm going to give them a pass on the fact that this is where we started. But I never really felt like there was reason for him to hate Superman as much as he did. Right. That was that was by far um, the hardest hardest thing to buy about his character, I thought, was that, I mean, they, they kind of, they give you a glimpse, like you said, of, well, this is, this is not, this is not young Master Wayne. This is very old, uh, cynical, angry Master Wayne. And, um, but as far as his, his relationship with Superman, the most that you got was that he was pissed at Superman because he blew through some buildings and, um, the one guy lost his legs and some other people died. Oh, and by the way, Superman's not really accountable to anyone, but they don't really explore that. So the weight of, of that particular motivator isn't there the way that it should be. No, especially because in the closing sequence with Doomsday, he doesn't keep Doomsday away from all the people. He takes him back to the city because he needs to go and find the conveniently created weapon that can kill Doomsday. So he takes him back into the city, and we get this, like, grotesque... This is one of those just embarrassing cinematography features in the last portion of the movie. We we get the news reporter saying, well, it's a good thing it's late at night and nobody's in the downtown area. And you're going, really? <laughs> what the heck? I mean, this was one of those moments that made me stop and just go, what just happened? That shouldn't be in any movie anywhere. That was really bad. Um, but but it also like, just culminated this... Batman's doing the very same thing that started the movie. There were some animated films released, uh, an adaption of The Dark Knight Returns, um, parts one and two. And they did, I mean, they followed the comic really, really well, but they did a much better job of l- looking at the, the tension between the two and, and basically saying, okay, here's how Batman does things. And he's been doing them this way for a while. Here's how Superman does things. Here's how the two, you know, kind of meet. Oh, and by the way, when they actually do get together and try to slug it out, you're, you're invested in it. It's not just, oh, well, 
you know, the screenwriter says that he's supposed to be pissed at Superman, so we believe that he's pissed at Superman. Um, and there's certainly none of that, well, it's a good thing the city's, you know, empty right now, that we're going to destroy it. So let we'll conclude with uh, one final question. It should be a pretty easy question. Um, there's It's a two-part question. We got Wonder Woman coming next year, I believe. The Wonder Woman standalone with uh, Chris Pine. And uh, then we have Justice League, which is supposedly filming. And apart from any news from Warner Brothers and, and DC, that that's going to be the next movie. So we're going to have Wonder Woman, and then we're going to have an actual Justice League movie. Um, how excited are you for those movies? And did Batman v Superman increase that excitement or did it de- decrease the excitement for those movies? Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm no matter how, how good, uh, BVS was, I would not have been excited for the wonder man or wonder woman film. I, I just can't, <laughs> I'm sorry. She's, she's one of those, superheroes or superheroines i just I, I i can't get excited about her there's i haven't seen enough um to find her particularly awesome uh and what i have seen has actually made me think of her as less than awesome there's there's a great i'll have to send it to you at some point a studio c sketch that kind of makes fun of her as a character and that's kind of where i am um thinking about her so for well the wonder woman movie nah i don't even know if i could be persuaded to see that when it comes out of theaters um for the justice league movie i am i am cautiously optimistic uh i i think it will be fun um i'm not i'm not really saying that it's going to be a great film given how weak the foundation for it is I, I think that's one of the reasons the Avengers was so awesome was that you had those standalone films that came before it that were solid they were they were great films you got to know the characters um, and their stories and so when they all came together it was legitimately excellent um, and and having said all that I know I've been griping about the movie for most of this time, but I really did have a blast with it, and I really would recommend that people go see it. I mean, go see it in theaters and have fun because I I think there's a lot to enjoy about it. It's a I really enjoyed it. You know, I'm I'm more forgiving than than you are, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun experience despite all the missteps. I still think you have to see it. I'm, I'm with you. I don't. I don't see any reason why someone shouldn't watch it. Um, you're definitely. I mean, only a cynic is gonna come away saying they didn't enjoy the movie. I think that you can. Um, yeah. You can subjectively enjoy the experience. You don't. I mean, come on. There, there are tons of bad movies that I enjoy. Like this is. This won't okay. be the. This won't be the first or the last. I mean. There, there's plenty of bad movies that I watch with regularity. Um, this isn't one I'm going to watch with any regularity, but I'm, there, people should 
get over themselves. Just because critics said bad things about it, it makes it an unwatchable movie. That's ridiculous. And and I think some people are almost kind of turning that subversively into a critics don't know what they're talking about. This was awesome. I I loved <laughs> the experiences I had, and I was like, well, yeah, I, I bet the individual smoking crack they're sniffing cocaine loves the experience that they're having too that the fact that you had a great experience does not make it a good movie but it right, does, right. but it is the basis of which i say hey you should go see it because i think you're going to yes. have a good experience i'm not going to go see i wasn't going to see batman v superman except i got some free tickets i'm not going to see wonder woman hands down uh, it's uh, not yes. happening i probably <laughs> i will not see um justice league i'm sorry that the, the the trailer in the middle of the movie just made me vomit. If the movie makes it all the way to the theater, maybe I, I, I can imagine that around that time, a guy at work will say, hey, we're not doing anything today. Do you want to go see Justice League? And I'll be like, yeah, I really have nothing better to do. Let's go see it. But outside of that, I'm not going to see that either. And then I, I completely forgot to to ask. Um, we got Suicide Squad coming in like oh yeah that's months. right it's it's just in a couple of months and i was all about suicide squad until i saw the first trailer and then i went uh slowly backing away from this thing it it looks like a train wreck to me um i understand that there are some people that have actually enjoyed the trailer um i still think it, i still think it could be an interesting movie i probably will go see suicide squad i am i am one of the freaks who enjoyed the trailer um especially the more recent one which had uh queen as the soundtrack um but i i'm mainly i think the cast is great um i have no idea what the plot is going to be they it's just explosions and music and stuff well and the the other reason that i'm i will probably see it in theaters and that i am i am hopeful for it is that the director um, is David Iyer, who has directed he directed Fury and End of Watch, neither of which are superhero films, but both of which are excellent films. I I loved the hell out of Fury uh, when it came out in 2014, and End of Watch, though not as great, was a very very well made film. So I think having him at the helm, and then a an, obviously at least mostly talented cast i think there's a potential for a, a zany um off the wall and probably hyper violent superhero film um so i'm i'm cautiously optimistic about that one too well and and it's gonna be interesting because we've got uh, we we you know we're recording this i'm not sure when people will actually hear it, but we're recording this before the second weekend of Batman v Superman. And the drop-off could be huge. I mean, could be just off the off the cliff. And that wouldn't be a shock. Uh, Man of Steel had the same problem. Um, and Suicide Squad really could be the, the thing that pulls DC back on track in terms of finances. If, if as like a, a B-rate kind of a movie it still has a huge payoff you know um i think they were talking about man of or not man of still batman v superman it's got to bring in a billion dollars 
to be considered a financial success for the the company. And so when you stop and you think 170 million, like as many definitives as you can make it so that it sounds like it had a great opening, which it did. It really did have a good opening. Um, 170 million is nothing if it can't sustain a humongous week two and week three to get to a billion dollars. The reports, even like I was talking to you about the reports out of China, even from Friday to Sunday, the drop on opening weekend was over 30%. And so you're, you're looking at how big of the drop is, is it going to be? How's that going to hurt Warner Brothers and their investment in future movies? And then you got Suicide Squad, which I can guarantee you is, um, unless I see something that changes my mind, it looks like it was made for less. Um, yeah. and it could come through and totally be the kick in the butt that movie watchers need kind of like Deadpool, you know, it's just a little bit off kilter. I still haven't seen that. I, I, I haven't either. I, I mean, I'm totally in the, the camp that believes that uh, Christian liberties cover watching Deadpool. I just have <laughs> not chosen to use my Christian liberties to watch Deadpool. <laughs> Right. So, so that that's where I'm at. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. Suicide Squad, hopeful Justice League. Yeah, maybe Wonder Woman. That's not going to happen. It's probably the best uh, one line summation of that film that will ever be written. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, you can apply that to so many aspects of the film. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to be good. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to see that. Yeah, no, it's not going to make me any more thrilled about the character than I already am, which is not very. They really did. Uh, they they threw Wonder Woman into that movie saying, okay, this is what's going to get people excited for a Wonder Woman movie. And I'm going, no, it probably did the exact opposite. Like, you spoiled everything. You took out all the awesome stuff that could have been. I know you mentioned in your review that you enjoyed the uh, the score, which I did too. I mean, Hans Zimmer is fantastic. I think we can all agree on that. Have you listened in particular to Wonder Woman's theme? No, I haven't yet. Okay, so it's, it's actually a great musical number, but when you, you pair it with their handling of her, it makes me want to laugh when I listen to it. I'm on Spotify, and it gets to that track, and it's this intense badass music yeah it's that it's that snyder 300 music yeah yes yes that's exactly it and and but i'm remembering how it factors into her scenes and yeah i'm laughing because it's way too good for a character handled that poorly it's it's like you know giving kind of a stretch but uh i like overstatement so it's kind of like taking one of mozart's pieces and making it the theme for Spongebob. 